What's up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and executive chairman of Morning Brew. Welcome back to Founders Journal, my personal audio diary, where I give you, the business builder, the tools you need to think better in order to build better, whether that's building a business, a team, or a new product. Today, I am talking about the power of storytelling. It is the most important skill for a builder, and it doesn't get the love it deserves. I'm going to share why great storytelling is key in your career and how you can level up your own storytelling. Let's hop into it. So I have a quick story for you. For those of you that don't know, I went to the University of Michigan for undergrad, where I studied business. And like most business programs, Michigan's most in-demand jobs were investment banking, private equity, and consulting. And because of that, most students ended up caring about the same set of hard skills while taking classes. Those were financial modeling, Excel, portfolio construction, and operations. Don't get me wrong. These are really valuable and important skills, but I can confidently say from my experience building a business from the ground up that none of these skills are the most important skill to be a successful builder. And ironically, the most important skill is one that most business schools and business school students scoff at. That skill is storytelling. In the world of technology, where skills are more commoditized than ever before, business is more competitive than ever before, and the talent market is more competitive than ever before, storytelling is one of the greatest competitive advantages for a knowledge worker. I experienced this firsthand at Morning Brew. In the early days of the business, all we had was a product and a vision. We were unproven entrepreneurs. We weren't making money. We were building in a hyper-competitive space, and we had zero brand legitimacy. The ability to storytell our vision, our product, our audience, and our game plan is what gave us legitimacy. We were forced to storytell everywhere and always. When we were raising money to kickstart Morning Brew, we had to tell the story of why we were going to be our generation's version of the Wall Street Journal and do so convincingly enough such that investors wouldn't think about the dozen other reasons why what we were doing probably wouldn't work out. And then when we went to hire our first employee, we had to convince someone to bet their livelihood on a no-name startup that literally wasn't bringing in money at the time. And then when we went to secure our first big advertiser, we had to convince them why handing us hundreds of thousands of dollars would be worth the money, despite having no prior testimonials to look at and quell their concerns. First fundraise, first hire, first big advertiser. What made all of these possible was great storytelling. It is the crystal key to make things happen for yourself as a builder. And to be a strong storyteller, I always keep four things in mind. The first is your audience. When speaking, I think of my audience the same way that any business thinks about their potential customer. You have someone that currently isn't doing something you want them to do, whether that's taking an action or thinking differently. And what gets them from inaction to action is effective storytelling, which helps them understand why taking the action is actually in their best interest. Catering your story to your audience is about understanding who they are, how they like to be spoken to, and what incentives drive them. The last one is the most important. Everyone, and I mean everyone, operates based on incentives. That is the key to understand. 
When we raised money for Morning Brew, we knew that our investors had a diverse set of incentives. Some of our investors really cared about return on investment. It was with these folks that we really leaned into our monetization strategy and our revenue forecasts so that this subset of investors could have clarity about how big Morning Brew could get. A different subset of investors thought totally differently. While they obviously hoped to make money, what they really cared about was supporting two young entrepreneurs that they believed in and being part of that journey. For these investors, we made sure to talk about our personal ambitions as builders and our plan for providing monthly updates to investors once the fundraising round was closed. It was our ability to craft specific messages to our audience based on their specific incentives that allowed us to successfully raise money. The second key to storytelling is repetition. Human beings have fragmented attention. Even when they're focused, they don't catch everything. You need to give people more than one opportunity to latch onto your most important points. I would say give them at least five. My co-founder Austin delivered his first quarterly address to our company last week, and I really loved how he used repetition as his best friend. In 20 minutes of presenting, he repeated the punchline of the presentation at least five times. He repeated our one-year plan as a business ad nauseum, which signaled to the team what was important amongst everything else that was said during the presentation. The third key to great storytelling is achieving what I call nervous equilibrium. Nervous equilibrium looks different for everyone, but all it is is the specific amount of nerves when speaking that allows you to hit your peak storytelling performance. If you're not in equilibrium, here's what can happen. If you're not nervous enough, you sacrifice performance because you lack appreciation for the gravity of the moment. You may underprepare. You may speak colloquially with filler words such as like, um, or you know. You may not be an active speaker that reads the room for audience engagement and body language. And then there's the too nervous side of the spectrum. You sacrifice performance in this scenario as well. You'll possibly forget what to say. You may speak fast and loud. You may rock back and forth or develop a nervous tick that could be distracting to the audience, which is why achieving nervous equilibrium is so important. Two ways that I do that, preparation and perspective. I prepare bulleted notes that help guide me through what I'm saying in any presentation or conversation. I also prepare by actually practicing my speaking in the exact environment that I plan on delivering the real thing. And I prepare questions and answers that I anticipate getting from my audience after the presentation. The second part is perspective. Perspective is about how you view a situation, and I try to view every story I tell in the same way. First, I view it as an incredible privilege to tell this story and I tell myself that I am the most qualified person in the world to tell this specific story to this specific audience. I pump myself up. And then the second perspective is I think about the worst case scenario, which honestly is never that bad. Even if I bomb whatever I'm speaking about, I am going to learn from the experience to make it even better the next time. And no one, including me, will remember this conversation or presentation one week one month, or one year from now. And that brings me to the fourth and final key to strong storytelling. That's specificity. 
whenever possible, I try to use specific examples or specific stories to fill in the blanks for my audience. Remember, when you're storytelling, you're beginning with a blank slate. And if you've done a good job delivering your message, your audience should be able to describe back to you what you said, what was most important, and how it made them feel. And to use the blank slate analogy for a second, try and think about your speech as a white canvas. Your goal is to have your audience paint on the canvas exactly what's in your head. The way you achieve that is by speaking with specificity such that your audience knows exactly what you want to see on the painting. This is why when I talk to advertisers, I don't just talk about how great our readers are. I talk about who our readers are, their jobs, their hobbies, their favorite drinks, what they spend money on. And this is why I reference stories of our first investors, first employees, and first advertisers when telling Founders Journal listeners about the importance of understanding who your audience is. Specificity creates surface area for your audience to grab onto, and it is the best vehicle for clarity and retention for your audience. That is high-powered storytelling for you. Understand your audience. Repetition is your best friend achieve nervousness equilibrium and speak with specificity i hope this provided you a good framework for leveling up your storytelling in your own work and i'd also love to hear from you if you think there are other keys to storytelling that i'm missing in the episode just shoot me an email at alex at morningbrew.com and let me know also if you enjoyed the episode please share it with a friend that you think would love to use Founders Journal as a tool for thinking better in order to build better. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you next episode. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.